Uh, welcome, uh, listeners. This is KYRS 88.1, 92.3, Medical Lake Spokane, and this is Art Hour. I am one of the hosts, Michael Malsom. I'm Eric Woodard, your other host. And today we have a couple special guests, Tiffany Patterson and Derek Freeland. Just a quick little background here. Um, Derek Freeland is uh, well known through the Spokane art community as a uh, uh, comics, graphic uh, novel, illustrator. Um, he's been involved in things like the Bottle Crew publications, does the quarterly comics publication, Spokane Sequential, um, helps and teaches lots of young students throughout the Spokane er- uh, area, and has also been recently involved with many collaborative projects that we'll talk about today. And then Tiffany Patterson is... Uh, really been a, a, a strong mainstay here in the Spokane art community for, for several years, and her art is showing all over the place. In fact, we saw one just on our way up to the studio <laughs> there, so very omnipresent artist. But Tiffany and Derek, uh, welcome to the show. It's really happy to Thank have you. you here. Thank you. So um, let's just start, um, you know, just give us a little background on um, yourselves and, and how we arrived to where we're at now in the Spokane art scene. So, Tiffany, I'll just start with you. Yeah, well, as of now, right now, I'm working as a graphic designer and illustrator, and I moved to Spokane when I was 18 uh, to study photography at the Falls. And while doing that, I had I started painting and I started doing other art. And I sort of dropped out of school and I was working at this company in the funeral industry where I was doing video editing and um, like photo restoration on these photos that we would then like have a 12 hour turnaround and get back to the funeral home for the funeral the next day. So I did that for like 11 years. And while I was doing that, um, I also started um, having art shows. And so from doing that, I was making posters for my art shows and then I started making show posters and then I started doing sort of freelance illustration and design work around town. At my work, I uh, changed to the art director position, which was actually a graphic designer position. Um, And from then on, I guess, just (laughs) I ended up uh, working at this really great agency doing illustration and design work for a living. I don't actually have a degree. I just sort of self-taught in the arts um, and doing a lot of projects around town I sort of made a name for myself and found my style and now that I have that I'm doing everything from pottery to murals to comics to everything within that so I'm uh, <laughs> I've been doing a lot but yeah. it all started from moving here uh, for photography I guess oh wow awesome yeah, yeah. do you still do photography not really. I mean, I have a great Instagram. I can take a great photo, but sometimes at work I'll need to uh, go out and shoot something. But I don't do the kind of photography I was interested in, which was very... Someone actually pointed out to me later that what I was trying to do was illustrate with photography. Like, I would sort of want to pick the clothing and the poses, and it wasn't about the people that were in it. It was about me setting up this uh-huh. sort of world. And I've, like, I feel like my art is is like all of these sort of creatures and people existing inside of this world that I've created. So uh, the photography that I want to do is is um, now it's mixed with the illustration and the things that I'm doing. So it would be less um, like portraits or weddings and more of like 
bands and really stylized uh, photo shoots. Yeah. Cool. Derek. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm from Portland originally, and I, uh, I've been doing art my whole life. Um, I was doing freelance illustration for a little while um, in Portland, and um, kind of got away from that as like a full-time pursuit, and I went back to school uh, for social work, actually. And so by the time I ended up in Spokane, which is about four years ago, I was a social worker and worked in Spokane here for about two years as a social worker and then left social work and to get back into the arts and so I've been kind of back in the scene for about two years now kind of trying to make stuff happen for myself and for the community um and yeah I uh basically um gotten a couple of jobs since then doing freelance illustration work but um the main thing I've been focusing on is um we started up a publication here um, called Spokane Sequential, par- partially with uh, with Tiffany. Uh, Tiffany's one of the editors. Um, and Spokane Sequential is a quarterly comics publication. So we um, have comics stories in there every three months from all kinds of different artists in the community. It's a lot of people who are doing comics for the first time. So it's people who are like already established artists, but maybe have never done a comic before or some students, um, you know, out at Eastern and, and at the Falls and that kind of thing. Um, uh, Spokane Falls Community College. Um, and yeah, so I've uh, been working on that. Um, we're actually this year is the first year kind of anniversary of Spokane Sequential. So we, we made it through a whole year. <laughs> um, okay. So now we're working on the, the newest one for the new year. Um, they add that that's our free publication that we put oh and out. it's free yeah. yeah and so you'll it's free and we we put it all over town so you'll see it in like coffee shops and oh, okay. um at spark central up in uh kendall yards um the libraries all over town uh downtown library and and a bunch of other ones um yeah so i uh i've been working on that and then um i do freelance illustration um and uh, trying to, like I said, be kind of part of the arts community here. We have um, a show we put together, um, I put together just recently with Emerge in Coeur d'Alene. Yep. Uh, it was an illustration show, uh, all based, um, half of it is, is uh, uh, there's, so there's 12 of us involved, half of it is, is personal work uh, from each artist, and then the other half is uh, based on a Sharma Shields story called Witch Lake. And, um, so that's at Emerge right now, and or it will be through um, <laughs> February. Uh, and um, yeah, so that was really great to be a part of. And I guess yeah, I'm kind of like I guess <laughs> I, I'm sort of sort of taking any opportunity I can at this point to to get my stuff out there and to um, be involved with projects and be involved with the community and that kind of thing. So. So how is that yeah. as it sounds like you're very much um, kind of the yeah, freelance, full-time freelance artist yeah. trying to, you know, put together projects enough to maybe keep your head above water and things like yeah. that. So how is that in for planning and, you know, long-term? It's hard. Uh, <laughs> I, I have to, like, I have to plan about six months ahead. I have to think, you know, um like there's a long-term project I'm working on now. Um, this actually really cool and a lot of fun, but it's like, it's going to end at some point. I'm working on a, a documentary. I'm doing the animated 
um, are doing an animation and they're the sort of these animated um, uh, stories that are part of the of the documentary um, and that's you know been great but it's gonna like come to an end relatively soon here so I have to think of you know six months ahead like okay after this ends in you know April what am I doing after April and you know what's out there and and what can I get involved with and that kind of thing um you and, teach a lot like and I teach yeah so I've classes. also gotten into teaching so I, oh. I um, adjunct out at Spokane Falls Community College and I do um, after school uh, arts programs with like Hutton Elementary and um, uh, a couple other places and then do workshops um, I've done them out at like Spark Central and uh, emerge and, and all that kind and of And is this yeah. around your um, your focus around graphic novels and comic books? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I kind of found a little niche for myself. So I started with comics, um, mm-hmm. uh, teaching like how to make comics and um, kind of the fundamentals. But I've kind of branched out into board game design oh. and prototyping. And um, uh, so I'm kind of covering like, I call, I'm going to call it nerd craft. <laughs> so basically, <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's like board games and comics and role playing games and tabletop gaming, video games. Um, I'd like to get into um, working. Actually, I'm, I'm putting together. I mean, maybe we'll talk about this a little bit more later. But I'm getting right now. I'm putting together a workshop for um, action figure prototyping. So like how to build. Um, how they, they used to prototype action figures, you know, oh, cool. back in the day. I watched um, this show called The Toys That Made Us. It's on Netflix. It's a documentary about, like, toys from the early to early 80s to the, like, mid-90s. And it was all about how they made them and why they exist and all that kind of stuff. And it just kind of, like, blew my mind. It was just... So I got really into that whole process. You so. should see our kitchen table right now. It's like <laughs> cut up animals and figurines. And yeah, I, so I've, I've got a way, I think, yeah. that will be make it very accessible for just anybody who wants to learn how to do the process to come in and, and you know, they'll have parts available and they can kind of mash together a, a, an action figure and we're going to work out, like, articulation and stuff like that. I'm trying to say that word. I don't like kit bash. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's I call the it word zombify- or Frankensteining. Frankensteining, yeah, an action yeah. figure. But, the, yeah, the common term is <laughs> kit bashing, which is, yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Anyway, so, yeah, um, <laughs> that's kind of, like, what I've carved out for myself a little bit um, is kind of that, like, yeah, kind of more the focus on, you know. Yeah. So you guys um, have kind of been a little bit of a – Kind of an emerging scene, well, at in Coeur d'Alene, um, mm-hmm. through, through that, and particularly through the Emerge Art Gallery. And mm-hmm. I know for two summers now, and Eric, I think uh, we were at, I was at both, and I know where you've made the the large prints, the steamroller prints, yeah, so ink rally, and um, <clears throat> and then you guys had a show uh, this past fall mm-hmm. where the, all of the the prints, ink prints, were kind of hung. In the, but the thing I liked uh, about that show was each artist, and Tiffany, you were also one of those, that had to get up and kind of talk about a little bit about the process and mm-hmm. then also a little bit about, you know, um, the theme of that, which was around uh, resilience and mm-hmm. things like yeah. that. And yeah. it was interesting for me to watch each of the artists get up there. Some, some were emotional. Uh, some really, it was very reflective process. 
And so I'm wondering what that's like for you uh, working together in a collaborative project. And then also maybe we can expand on this collaboration that you've you done with Sharma Shields and sure. where carry over. Can I oh, talk sure. about that yeah. night, though, at Emerge? Because that was one of the yes. most powerful nights I've had as mm-hmm. an artist. Like, that by far, having an entire room, we went around and we talked about every piece hanging. Everyone talked for, you know, a couple minutes. We kind of self-managed the time and mm-hmm. just told the story of the piece. And... I literally had a lady come up and hug me four or five times after and people just kept thanking me and like before they walked into the room they saw the piece but they didn't really you know like have that experience of hearing from the artists and even I was like so moved by the by what everyone had to say about why they made what they did in the yeah. work and I love the idea of giving an artist a platform to talk about their work and that was a phenomenal night and I know Emerge agreed and they were they're hoping to do more things like that they've started a whole panel series and um so they're doing lots of artist talks and based on that right because i know well um some of the things with the spoken word type of a format or storytelling such as pivot that we Mm -hmm. have going on here in spokane open mic uh, with yeah. poetry and storytelling but this is a different kind of storytelling in some ways that I mm-hmm. thought was really powerful because it uh, for, at least for me in the listening audience I got to see a connection between the artist and the audience but also a connection between the artist and the art that they just put up and I felt like something came out of some of the artists and when they talking that they didn't expect was going to come out oh yeah for sure yeah, I was so nervous. I have no idea what I said, but um, I think I hit all the good points because people were hugging me. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was really pretty emotional. What did you think about that? Rick? I Yeah, for me, it was all about, um, so working, especially working with Emerge and Coeur d'Alene, working with uh, Jenny Hegstead, um, that, like I said, I've kind of been back into the arts for the, just the last two years. So it, for me, uh, I'm almost kind of new to this all over again. And um Jenny has been hugely supportive of just like she's supportive of you know the whole arts community but like I've been able to sort of take advantage of that for myself and be a part of a lot of what's going on over there and I feel like I've you know um because of you know Emerge's mission of making commu- building community and helping emerging artists and you know, helping people learn. They do education and um, they have studio space and uh, um, the gallery and all that kind of stuff. So, um, like, I have been able to take advantage of that and it's been really great for me. And and um, so for me that night, like, I when I did that show, for when I did Ink Rally and we got that theme, I was actually inspired by my sort of experience with Emerge and, and how... Um, you know her bringing all this community together has um to me that has i feel like that makes us uh, us coming together makes us resilient and so that was kind of like where i was going with the theme for my piece um and it just yeah like getting up there and talking about that kind of reminded me of all that and it just it was yeah it was good to be able to express that kind of like thank jenny thank emerge and thank the community for you know coming together and and giving us all a chance to put stuff out and you know like yeah i do think there's a little bit of a just a 
disconnect with Spokane and with Coeur d'Alene. A lot of times we'll say we're going to do a show in Emerge and people will be like, oh, wait, is that in Coeur d'Alene? Oh, I can't go to that. But really, it's like, you know, maybe a 45-minute drive. But um, I think we should just talk about what Emerge is real quick just because sure. we're talking mm-hmm. about it so much. I don't know if everyone in Spokane really knows. Mm-hmm. But I like to tell people it's kind of like the terrain of Coeur d'Alene, but smaller and more focused on classes and they have um a pottery studio and they do classes for that and they have all kinds of artists come in and teach classes and so not only do they do this big huge event called ink rally which i should mention the uh, call for art is coming up so if anyone's interested <laughs> in this year i think um and you'll see that on uh, the, she posts on facebook and then they have um i think it's emerge cda.com is yeah. the website but so so they're a gallery space and she focuses on emerging artists and then um she also likes to pair emerging artists with established artists mm. and things for different shows and then she has some space that people can rent there so there's like a person teaches music lessons out of there and like all kinds of other stuff and they just redid their whole gallery um and then what else? They have a pop-up show, which is kind of like terrain. This year they took over this giant, like, multi-floor house, kind of mansion house, in right in the downtown of Coeur d'Alene. And it's a juried show, uh, like terrain, and they just fill the walls with artwork from emerging artists. So that's, I mean, if, if nothing else, go to that. But um, they're doing phenomenal work over there. I'm actually in their next show, which is a collaboration show, next month. And it's a show... Um, with painters and poets and so the idea is that we sort of randomly got put um, I'm on the painting side of that (laughs) Um, we got randomly put with another artist that is um, a poet and we each created a piece and then we swapped pieces and made a piece in response to the other piece and so it was kind of up to us how we initially wanted to make the piece or come up with a theme or um the process for that so there's gonna be do you remember how many i don't know if you ever knew there i think there's a lot of artists um i think uh like 18 artists for that show um yeah and so there's i'm very excited about that um just to see everyone else's work let alone the work i'm making for it i've been having these um long conversations with my poet uh because we're (laughs) in different cities and so uh, it started with us on the phone talking for an hour or a couple hours just about our lives and about our work and like what that what that looks like and how similar we are and all these things and then we kind of just stepped aside and made our own piece and then now we just yesterday actually sort of sent each other photos and got back on and talked about the work that we've made and it's some of the most interesting conversations I've had about my work and I think it's like a really good, I'm in a really good place now where, um, you know, I'd been through some stuff and like, I've been out of a bad relationship for a couple of years now. And like, I'm really starting to figure out who I am. And I have so much more to say that talking about this work with another person has been really, really phenomenal. So I'm about to make the second piece for that show, oh, cool. which, um, that opening will be at Emerge on the second Friday of I guess March of March. Yeah. Oh, awesome! So, a um, couple couple themes there, um, but one I think is um, really important is this whole notion of 
collaboration and mm-hmm. um, and how important I think that is for uh, anybody that wants to grow. I, d- I just don't think you can grow in a vacuum. But um, yeah. as artists, I mean, um, as you grow as artists, I think um, what you just said, Tiffany, is I'm becoming actually um, more reflective or thoughtful about what I want to do at, based on your work with the, the, this poet you're working with. Yeah. Does that seem Yeah, I would say I would say it's more like me in general. I'm just I think I'm at a I don't wanna put say place of wid- wisdom. I'm you know, in my thirties, but I definitely <laughs> like uh I feel like life has sort of dealt me a tough hand lately, like in the past and getting through that and sort of I don't know, just figuring out who I am and so like my work constantly changes, right? So, like, it's, I'm loving right now, like, I don't know really where it's going. Like, this painting I just made is, it's still in my color palette, but it's, like, saturated and monotone, and, like, this really, like, there's something else there, and I really struggled through to find out what I was trying to make, and um, I think part of it is, part of what's really working with a poet is that we just are on the same page about like all these things. Um, like we, our work is a lot about home and finding home within yourself and sort of like the idea of home and what that can be. Um, and so that's a lot of what we talked about. Um, and my work kind of already reflected that. So it was nice to find another person to sort of move forward with together, like on the same theme that my work sort of already is. Mm-hmm. Well, I wanted to ask you a question back on that, where you were talking about how uh, the the art you were creating was kind of surprising you a little bit. Yeah. W- w- <laughs> is is that, I mean, that's always fun for me. Do you find that that's different than what's been happening before, that maybe this process is you create this thing and it comes out and you go, oh my gosh, what is that? Is that what's going on? Yeah. Well, I for, for a long time, I've used art in a way as sort of this therapeutic thing where, you know, like I'm just painting and I'm doing this thing. And then later I'll be like, oh like I know exactly what this is about and it's like this it's like this almost way to like talk to myself um be like hey like the subconsciousness is like hey you really need to deal with something or you know like whatever that is so um but you know in the past my work like I was getting really really um clean it was getting so pristine and the lines had to be perfect and I started hating it and so I would start scribbling on my work and then that brought in this like mixed media period where like I can't just paint something now I have to like use colored pencils and inks and stuff and then um a year and a half ago now I think it was I had cancer and I had this art show coming up and I really wanted to do this art show but I just had surgery and I wasn't allowed to like sit I had to like either stand or lay down and I couldn't like make work so I was like well I'm gonna do a watercolor show and I would walk through the house and all day long I would keep adding to these paintings and so by the end of the day I'd done nothing but I'd made a painting every single day for this show and I just fell in love with watercolor and so now like I've been doing so much watercolor (laughs) that going back to painting I was what I was trying to do was my old style of painting and it felt horribly wrong. And I just had to sort of blank out this whole thing I'd been working on and I painted it blue and like, I don't really use blue and like, just it's this (laughs) process of like what feels good and like 
what I had done in the past wasn't feeling good anymore because I had sort of drifted from who that person was like before that used to make these paintings and this is a painting show and I didn't want to do it on paper I wanted to do it on wood which is where I traditionally paint on I didn't canvases I'm terrible painting on canvas but I'm horrible to them <laughs> um, but I will say that like this has been really surprising um I'm actually drilling holes in it and adding string like there's there's these levels of um I guess can I talk about the piece I, my first piece was um so it's the idea of being at home inside yourself and it's this girl sitting on a ledge and she's holding a turtle this big hot pink turtle and um the turtle shell is made up of all these little houses and um I love the idea of people reflecting their pets like picking a pet that reflects them and sort of this really positive idea of like um being able to like not have home be your house like just to sort of like say like I need to be at home inside my body and so it's this girl and it's all blue um there's some people walking in the background they're walking a turtle and uh <laughs> I'm drilling holes in it and putting the string to shape like an invisible house that's around her body and so um it's just it's these layers of right like it's a regular painting but then there's like how do you make something invisible and so that was my idea of using string and um never put string in my work before i don't know it's just going in a different spot and it feels really powerful that's great so that's the first piece that will be at emerge awesome so <clears throat> derek how was this um collaboration process for you and working with uh the words of sharma shields uh that was uh, that was great. I, I love um, part of the fun is, of illustration is is getting to interpret sort of these ideas that are just text um, to begin with. Um, and I, I would say uh, so. There was that kind of sort of level of collaboration, but I, I think work that was um, a little bit less of a collaborative process because we just we had the story and we so we just sort of illustrated it, and she was really open about like just do whatever you feel you know like doing i really want to see what you come up with she was really excited about you know what we were going to come up with and then when she finally saw it all she was like whoa it just like kind of blew her mind because you know we were like okay uh, here we go <laughs> and we just did you know everybody got really into it and really you know went crazy with the interpretation um but I, uh, so that was fun on that level, but that was sort of, I would call that like collaboration light, yeah. <laughs> you well, know, a little I bit. Think, I think there's a lot of different ways to collaborate. So I would no, say I, that's I, more I mean, of a like yeah, response collaboration yeah, versus yeah. the. Um, uh, well, I guess, yeah. So, it, but, it, but it was a lot of fun. It was a great um, collaboration and um, I really enjoyed because her work um, is so visual and so um, descriptive and she finds um, my my piece was the very last image in the story, and I really got inspired by it was just this one phrase. Um, the the girl in the story pours this it's a poultice like a powdery substance. She pours it into um, Lake Ponderay, and the line in the story is, "And the lake washed in carnadine," and so that like immediately like an image of this <laughs> blood soaked lake popped in my head and just just that phrase right just, so that sharma is really great with finding those words that like just one word can describe 
or two words can describe a whole scene basically um so that was really cool get you know it was like it was really easy to come up with stuff from her story to, to illustrate because of that um so yeah that was that was great um but yeah as far as like collaboration in general goes um i love collaborating and uh i'm actually collaborating we haven't like it's kind of we want to do the project um but it hasn't like fully developed yet but i'm working with a guy named christopher lamb on a comic and we're going to do a photographic comic so instead of illustrations it's going to have photos and um christopher's uh artistically his sort of his sensibilities and stuff are actually really different from mine like there's some similarities things that like sort of cross over in, in general interest but like um he's pretty different artistically than i am he's like a dancer and a musician and um he's very into sort of um i guess kind of more theatrical sort of approach to arts and and that kind of thing uh and that all comes through and he so he he wrote this story uh we kind of like went over sort of the plot you know and the ideas behind the story to start off with but then he went back and wrote a script for it um and that's been great because for me that's all about you know okay where do i just stop like with my input and just let you know the other person do their thing right and um that that has made it like a lot a lot more interesting like made the story a lot more interesting and and made it it's going to be a lot more fun for me to work with that because it's stuff i wouldn't normally choices i wouldn't normally make you know images i wouldn't normally think of you know approach to storytelling i wouldn't normally think of and so it's it'll be really cool to like work on all of that um kind of all these things all these ideas that i wouldn't normally have right like mm -hmm. if you open yourself up to collaboration you that's the to me at least that's the um the real joy of it is that you have all these new experiences that you wouldn't normally have if you're as long as but you have to be open to it yeah you can't be like okay we're doing it this way and like well that's a good idea but really it should be done this way kind of thing right. you have to just yeah. be like wow i never would have thought of that in a million years <laughs> like okay i guess we're doing this like it's gonna be fine <laughs> yeah. yeah you know i agree with that like i've definitely done some different collaborations in the past and I think that I've found things that I continue to do in my work that have sort of been a product of those that I really, I don't know how long it would have taken me to get there if I ever would have, but like, there's definitely, um, you're sort of putting yourself in a different surroundings and saying like, oh, what do I make here? And mm -hmm. it's really magical. I think you should talk about your collaboration with Millwood. Oh it's yeah, um, <laughs> this is uh, <laughs> yes. Derek's making an announcement. Yeah, uh, yeah so uh, I have an announcement. Um, yeah, actually, that's a that's a that's well, actually that's a good point because that's a, that's a whole other kind of collaboration. That's more of an organizational collaboration. Um, so myself and uh, Millwood Pressworks and um, Reynaldo uh, Gil Zambrano um, are getting together, and we're going to make the Spokane printing resource center and um so millwood and ronaldo are going to be kind of focused on the printing side of things there's going to be um ronaldo does all kinds of um sort of more traditional printing um, fine art printmaking. yeah kind of fine art printmaking relief printmaking mm -hmm. that kind of stuff and then um millwood is about 
um, uh, letterpress and screen printing, uh, that kind of thing. Um, so they'll be working on that. It's going to be, um, I guess it's, it'll be kind of divided into two things. There'll be sort of education and then there'll be workshop kind of um, space available for people. Uh, so my contribution to all that is publishing and I'm going to be doing, um, you know, I was talking about getting into all the nerd craft kind of stuff <laughs> that, that really is what it's for, at least for this first from, we're going to get, hopefully get started in April. We're, we're starting as Millwood, but then we're going to transform into SPRC by April. Um, so from April until the end of the year, I'll be doing, you know, all the, a lot of workshops on, on, um, like I was saying, you know, uh, making action figures and doing role play games and uh, uh, illustrating for like genre illustration, kind of mixed media um, genre illustration. Um, and um, but the publishing aspect of that. Is and then so the publishing aspect of that is um, we're, I'm going to be doing community publishing resources. So that'll be like if you have, you know, if you're a poet and you're making a chat book, if you have a community newsletter. Um, if you have a zine, if you have a magazine, if you have a comic, um, maybe a graphic novel, um, uh, we'll have some printing and um, the idea is to uh, put a, put together kind of a like computer stations where you can have like Photoshop and InDesign and Illustrator and that kind of thing to um, whatever you need basically to get your publication put together and um, out there into the world basically is, is how would the goal. somebody that's interested in and in doing any one of those things you just mentioned um get started with this this organization uh so that we're still working on um right now i'm gonna i'll probably just be making an announcement on facebook um i think probably the easiest way right now um like i'm still putting together like a calendar and that kind of thing um so right now, if people have questions or if they want to know more about what's going on, they can probably just email me at bottlecrowpublications at gmail.com. That's that's like the easiest way to, to get a hold of me and have questions answered about that kind of stuff. Um, you should tell them where it's going to be at. And it's, uh, yeah, so um, the, we're going to be in the same, sharing the same space with um, Art Salvage, uh, which is up on Ash Street, um, kind of near Northwest Boulevard. So it's where it's the old um, the community school was yeah. there for a while and they're moving out. And so we're going to take over that space. And oh, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's all still kind of developing, but that's kind of the goal right now is get things going rolling by April mm-hmm. and we'll have a calendar of workshops and classes and stuff and then um, a way for people to sign up and that kind of thing. And you guys are moving in in March, right? Yeah, we're going to be moving in in March. And I don't know, it's a whole, <laughs> it's a process because we've <laughs> got to get everything in there, everything set up. And then, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. This is, for me, this is this is the first time I've ever done anything like this. So this is going to be a real learning experience, like trying to figure out how to make this work. But yeah, Derek and I are buying this little house and one of our goals, we're moving from a very big house where we both have studio space, which... I don't use much like I really don't like having studio space inside my home because I feel like I can't work very well there if there's laundry or dishes or some (laughs) other thing that's just screaming at me for my attention so our goal is to both find separate studio space so that's currently my goal is now that Derek's found his home I'm looking for mine as well 
I am a member of the Urban Art Co-op, the Pottery Studio um, at the top of Monroe. And I started, I'm more of a member now because I have Saturday hours. I keep it open so that people can stay later on Saturdays for open studio hours. So now I have work and our house and the Pottery Studio. And now I'm looking for my own personal uh, working space for my studio. So, But buying this little house was our goal to make us really do that thing that we wanted to do. And... There's just no room to even make work in a yeah. new house. So it's kind of exciting and a little terrifying at the same time. But we have a great yard. I could, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a small house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so both of you are, I mean, have are established now, I think, or, or more established than, say, um, you know, a lot of the, maybe some of the new emerging artists that are coming up. Is there what... You know, in your experience, did you have any like what's like the the good advice that a, a new artist or somebody that's really struggling with? You know, do I need a day job or but I really have a calling to to be an artist? But you know, there's the, that kind of that resistance to take that final step. Is there any advice that you have gotten from somebody or that you've just learned through the you know well, trial that's by all, hard knocks? That, that's stuff I'm really struggling through right now. Like I said, it's been two years. Um, so I'm coming to hopefully <laughs> I actually I don't know like I think this is something that sort of like develops over a long time and kind of like comes and goes in waves but the waves get shallower and shallower and eventually it, it levels out and you're okay and you've got kind of a thing going um uh but definitely especially if you're I think if you're freelancing and you're kind of running around like the hustle never ends like i think that's one thing to recognize the next job. is that like because that was the thing before i really got into this a couple of years ago i was like oh i'm just gonna land this this and this and i'm good to go like what no problem <laughs> and that like that was absolutely not true at all so the one thing i would tell people is to just recognize and accept that like you're going to be hustling and that's how it's just that's the way it's going to be and so like within that system, you know, figure out how you can do self-care and figure out how you can, you know, get a good night's sleep and how you can manage a calendar, right? Like, cause you know, you're gonna, you know, you'll have all these opportunities because there's a lot going on in Spokane. So I can, I think I can safely say that for a lot of people, there's gonna be opportunities and you're gonna wanna take, you know, probably most of them, but it's just like, and you can do it but you just have to manage, you know, um, manage that and just be like, yeah. But on the flip side, don't you think that the hustle it improves your work in a sense that it just makes you get <laughs> stuff done? It does. Yeah. It does make you get stuff done. And that's good. Um, it, uh, yeah, no, it's a good, I'm not saying like, it's a bad thing. I'm just I, saying it is a thing <laughs> and you have to accept it. I have a different view on this. Yeah. I'd, I'd be interested to hear what you think about that. But, <laughs> well, not, not, about Derek, not about Derek, about myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, for me, like, cause I work as an illustrator too. So I do, um, I do graphic design, but I also do illustration. A lot of people, actually most people, when they find out I have a job are really surprised that I have a job because I make a lot of work and I do all this, these things. And they're like, Oh, I thought you were a full-time artist. And it's actually something that I don't really ever want to do is be a full-time artist because for me, like, I don't want to be the person to get the jobs. I don't want to be the person to like, I would like to have a stable paycheck and be able to focus on my work and my art and the things that I want to do and have that be a release for me and not this thing that yeah, is paying my bills. 
And I think that for a lot of people, there's there's the art you make that's for a living and the art you make for yourself. And if you start putting all these requirements of income and um, time and all these restrictions on your work, for me, I don't think I'd be making, like my work would no longer be this release for me. It wouldn't be the passion and the release to like get it out. And the work that I do at work is fun and it's great. And sometimes it's my illustration style. And sometimes my art director says, cool, can you show me that in a different style? And I say, <laughs> oh, what style yeah. did you have in mind? And so that's been, I've grown so much from the work side of it that I had no idea I was going to gonna grow and it's it's only making my personal work better and making my personal voice stronger to say oh this is really what my voice is but you know like if if I start needing that for money I have to do something else like I have to turn to ceramics or something else to get out of this creative energy that's stuck inside of me so for me like every once in a while I daydream about like oh maybe I'll just get an illustration agent and do illustration on the side but I think for me that would still be a day job and I would still have to make my personal work so yeah I think the I don't know it's not it's a hustle for sure like yeah maybe yeah I maybe that's that's a great point like I think maybe I'm I'm describing my experience but it is that's the other thing I maybe I would say is like it's a really different experience for everybody depending on what you do what you want out of you know Tiffany what what Tiffany wants out of art yeah. yeah is a different you know, than other, what other people want. Um, and I definitely like, I struggle with that too. Like, you know, I'm lucky right now I have kind of a cool gig. Um, but I also know from experience that there's a lot of crappy gigs and the crappy gigs like pay more generally speaking. (laughs) And so like, you really have to ask yourself like how much for me, actually, it's funny. I, um, I'm not really a process guy with my art. I love to make art or I love to have made art, <laughs> but I don't like, I'm trying to like, it's funny right now. I'm Just trying to get myself. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it's really weird. I have all these ideas. Like my art is not necessarily about the process for me. My art is actually just getting what's in my head out on paper, you know, or whatever medium. And so for me, it's, um, it, it can get a little tedious if I've got a job that I don't really want to do all that bad. Cause I'm just like, Oh my God, I don't you know, why did I start drawing for like, yeah, <laughs> stuff like that. Right. So like, um, but I think for other people, you know, everybody's different. Right. Mm-hmm. So like other people, if the process is their jam, like then maybe they don't care what they're doing necessarily. It's just like, Oh, I get to make paintings all day. It doesn't matter, you know, what it's of necessarily like as long as it's tolerable, like you'll just do it. And so that is definitely something I'm still like kind of struggling with is like, you know, and trying to kind of force myself to fall back in love with, you know, when I first started to do, I mean, I've been drawing my whole life, but like there was a time in my life when I was younger where I was just into drawing patterns and into the drawing and like the, you know, it was still magical to put ink on paper and stuff like that. And you know, that these images and these stories came out. And um, so I'm trying to get back to that place a little more right now with my work um, so that it's not so <laughs> tedious. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so I guess, but it's definitely, yeah, you're, you're right, Tiffany. It's very different for everybody. Like, um, I guess I was just saying, you know, um, like there is a bit, uh, it's a spectrum of hustle, (laughs) if you will. Uh, and I just think like just accepting, you Mm -hmm. know, that this like managing time management and kind of, um, 
you know, understanding like all the things that are happening and how that fits into your life. And I will, I will say, I think it can be very rewarding for people that want to do that, want to make a living through art and that's a goal of theirs. And it's just, that's not me. I mean, I guess I, I'm fortunate to be artistic in my living in in the work that I do for a living. So maybe it sort of gives me the freedom to not need to have my personal work be it for me but i don't think it's wrong if if people are interested in that and that's a pursuit that they're working towards like i think that can be really powerful well and i think one of the big things for you and for a lot of people who are trying to do art while having a day job is how do you then come home and say (laughs) okay now i'm gonna get that work done i mean is that is it just a compulsion where you just can't help it or how does that work deadlines it's i give myself deadlines and the week before a show or the month before a show I don't sleep because I'm working till three in the morning, but it's like I can work for really long periods of time and get lost in my work and sort of barely come up to eat and like, you know, like run to the bathroom because I have to pee so bad or something, right? Like I can, <laughs> if I have a deadline, it it makes me, it gives me a reason to do the work and um, I do really good work under pressure. So mm-hmm. I guess uh, for me, like I have to have deadlines or I just won't. I won't make work. Um, I mean, there's other times where I'm just filled with inspiration and I have to draw or something. And like Derek and I run a a drink and draw every other week. And like that's, I don't usually make work for a specific reason. I just go to make work. And ceramics is kind of like that for me. It's just a way to get it out. But like for the actual like big bodies of work that I've made in my past, those have all had deadlines. Great. Um, Any thing you've learned in the past that you would say don't take this advice <laughs> uh, don't take this advice um <laughs> yeah, no, no. yeah i mean derek just learned that you have to have the right kind of spray paint primer or it'll be sticky forever <laughs> on your action figure you just made yeah actually it's funny um <laughs> yesterday there's a, a lot of people give you advice about the <laughs> right and wrong materials to use when depending on whatever it is that you're working on um i will say like you can pay attention to some of that. Some of that is BS, though, because it just they're saying that this is the right material for what I do personally. Um, but uh, the the overall lesson in that is look at what you're doing and do a little research about your materials and what you're using yeah. <laughs> because it makes a difference. You know, um, yeah, like I picked up primer last night. I was spray painting plastic <laughs> and I didn't read it carefully. And I was just like, oh, yeah, I just need primer. And I was like, it, it was just, just for metal. So like oh. a little bit of melty happening <laughs> on the things that I was spray painting for plastic. You know, so stuff like that. Like just pay attention to the details about the materials, but also like, because uh, so in my world, like I do comics and illustration and, um, you know, all that, like, like I said, nerdcraft kind of stuff. And there's a ton, like in the fine art world, I, there's not as much of that. But in the illustration world, there's a lot of this like this is the exact pen you have to use and you have to use you know cold pressed illustration board that's this thick and like there's all this stuff about materials that's like pro advice you know kind of nonsense and like that you have to kind of ignore and just think like okay what am i doing and what does what materials does the project actually require you know and what's the right like the right material but for for me and for that i'm comfortable working with you know, and that I can make good results with, you know, because that's really what it's all about. It's like 
what can you make good results with um, I think versus like what is the quote unquote sure. best or the quote unquote correct way to do a thing? Like what do the masters do? I you think know, if kind you're of selling like work that though, attitude is crazy. I don't know. I think if you're selling work, there is a little bit of a difference of saying like, Oh, am I using oh, yeah, things yeah. that are archival or doing that? Yeah, like, definitely. cause I know, I mean, you just recently have been in a few well, that's, and this is, There's a flip the side past, to this. Right? Yeah. Like we have it with our illustration show at emerge came in all kinds of crazy framing and materials and it's because illustrators like we make work for publication we don't make work to hang in a gallery and gallery hanging work is there are some things that you really should do and need to do archivalness things like that preservation (laughs) and value and that's definitely true and that was a learning experience actually like it was interesting because i've seen tiffany do it like a million times like yeah 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 cool cool whatever and then you know (laughs) and then we came to the show and i was like Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, probably put some glass on this. And is my paper like is my drawing gonna burn off my piece of paper here in a month if it's sitting next to a window? Yes. Okay. Spray some stuff on that. Like just like all these little things. So it's like somebody's gonna pay three hundred dollars for this drawing. Like make it last longer than a couple of months, right? Like so yeah. So that's uh, that's legitimate. Because <laughs> when say. I started painting, I had no idea. Like, I definitely yeah. was using whatever I could find and, like, paint pens and Sharpies and, like, different sealers. And, like, down the line, I'm like, oh, my painting's turning yellow now. Like, it's definitely right. a learning process. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I think I would say I would say don't don't put yourself in a box because someone says you have to do something some way. But do think about like what's going to happen to your work and what the purpose is for. I mean, if it's for, I don't know, like if it's, if you're scanning it and doing it, like changing it digitally or like put using an illustration for a publication, like use a highlighter. If not, maybe six months down the road when the highlighter disappears, don't use a highlighter. You know, like there's, there's stuff about that. Yeah. They're definitely different, different processes. And I went through a learning process where, you know, like, starting to use more professional um, materials made my paintings last longer. And I don't know, people at the art store, spoken art supply are great at <laughs> giving you advice. <laughs> I got yeah. a lot of advice from them. Um, my advice for people that are more emerging and starting out um, is actually networking. It's, yeah, I mean, definitely. it's the whole elbow rubbing, Shoulder rub is that a, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rub everybody's shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> massage party. Yeah. Massages. No. Yeah. Um, but I will say, like, I have got more opportunities from just people being like, oh, I really need an artist. Oh, I know an artist. Like, and it doesn't have to be just within the art scene. Like, whatever else you like to do, if you're really great at cross stitching, like, meet some other people that are great at cross stitching. And then when they need a graphic designer and they know one you're the one that they recommend so i would say putting your intentions out there and saying like me right now saying hey guys i'd like to do a large-scale mural <laughs> like <laughs> tell everyone that what you want and then someone's going to remember that down the road um and opportunity is not something that you can see um immediately so so like you could have told someone something six months ago and they told three other people and a year from now they're like hey didn't you weren't you looking for a large-scale mural tiffany patterson <laughs> see wow. yes yeah, i was i was <laughs> no but I'm, i I, I do think that sort of being really um real with people and not just trying to know as many people as possible like um 
you know, try to connect with mm -hmm. people. And I run into a problem where, like, a lot of people know me from my work now. And it's really hard for me because I want to have, I want to really know people. And I want the people that I know to really know. And I don't know, just have real conversations. Yeah. And people will remember those, so... Well, that's a good kind of segue into what, you know, one of the questions I want to ask. And you were talking earlier about the things that in Coeur d'Alene that it, the Emerge Gallery is doing in terms mm -hmm. of the community, you know, yeah. teaching uh, opportunities, workshops, um, you know, getting a variety of different things involved. So uh, talk about the Spokane. What's the best part about the Spokane art community? And also maybe where... You know, if it's not a 10, though, what, what are some areas that you think could, could maybe improve that? Sure. Well, um, I want to talk about the other thing before we go. Yeah. It is a Spokane thing. Um, should I talk? Is that? Sure. I don't know if it's good to talk about now. But yeah. Yeah. So right now I'm on a, a committee that's making uh, this June. It'll be the first Spokane Queer Art Walk. So if you happen to be queer or identify somewhere on the rainbow spectrum, um, June is going to be a really great month. We're trying to get... Um, all of the local galleries that are having First Friday openings to feature queer artists. Uh, Terrain is involved. Spoken Arts is involved. The library. Uh, Downtown Spoken Partnership. So there's some call for arts right now um, for both a group show at the library and then Queer Stage. So that's Queer Space. And then Queer Stage is a five-minute max performance mm -hmm. draped by the Divine Jewels. Um, cool. And so that one will be a terrain. So there's calls for that right now. Um, Spokane uh, Art Calls on Facebook is a phenomenal resource for um, sharing calls for art and finding um, opportunities as well as Spoken Arts. Um, the, uh, Spoken Art Calls is run by Helen Parsons. Yeah, she's a, a fantastic local fiber artist. Yeah. Um, and... I think there's a, there's a ton going on in Spokane, and it's kind of hard to always see from the surface. You kind of have to dive in a little bit. Um, First Fridays um, are really amazing, the art walks, and most um, most of the downtown galleries are sort of like booking those out a little ways, but you can always talk to business owners and things about that. And then Spokane Sequential, like Derek had mentioned before, like we just put out a call for um comics and art and that's another fun one we run a drink and yeah draw yeah every um, other spokane Tuesday. sequential so yeah um i would like people to know if you want to submit a story or if you have ideas about a story or questions about the magazine it's just spokane sequential at gmail.com um yeah and then the richmond art collective um i'm actually looking at maybe a studio space there thinking about applying but they have a some spots opening and that's an actual art collective and so they run a gallery but they also do something called family dinner once a month and that's just an open potluck for all artists in mm. town to come and meet other artists and visit and then we have the saranac art project right below us <laughs> um and that's a that's a collective so it's all the artists run the gallery that are part of that group but then they also do some other programming and stuff like that um there's there's a ton happening here i would say my biggest um want for spokane in the art scene that i feel like we're lacking is a really big blank slate space that doesn't censor that is just 
Um, like a gallery space. Like yeah. a gallery space that's for people to do um, more intense things, like more bigger installations. And um, we have a lot of coffee shops and like restaurants and other p- places with gallery space. I would say the Colvis Sullivan is sort of the closest to that. It's it's pretty big actually for an artist. Um, uh, but just having almost like a warehouse space that's that um, we can do some more um, challenging shows. Like I feel like Spokane doesn't quite have that. Like I was in, I went to LA for just to visit my aunt for a couple of days. It was a very short trip, but I went to this opening and we, it was like in the middle of like the clothing district or something like it was industrial and, my aunt was like where are we going like we're just driving through this like really sort of sketchy um place and we ended up at the super chief gallery and it was they just opened a warehouse door and just the weirdest people came out and they made their own (laughs) clothes and like there was this magic that happened with this event um it was so themed and there was a huge installation and it was like it was so magical to have this very, very specific thing happen and have, I don't know, just the creativity around that thing happening. Like I just, I just dreamt of like that happening in Spokane at some point. So that's my want is sort of a space for that. How are we on time? Uh, we're, we're about done. We're, <laughs> we were about ready to overstay our welcome. So, oh, so before we go, though, uh, was there anything that you haven't talked about that's coming up that you would like to make sure people know about? Um, so I mentioned SPRC. Uh, <laughs> Spokane Sequential, we're coming out with a new issue um, in about three, about a month. Um, so I'm definitely looking for content for that. If people want to submit work, uh, Spokane sequential at gmail.com. Um, Spoken uh, Queer Art Walk which, has yeah. a Facebook page and we have an email address attached to that. And then if you're at all interested in doing drink and draws, which is all ages, we do that at Bellwether every other week. Uh, um, this coming Tuesday is the next one. Yeah. And you can, f- there's so a Tuesdays, uh, every other week, six to nine. At Bellwether Brewery on Monroe. And there's a Facebook page under Facebook Spokane. Page. Oh, it's social. <laughs> what is it? Drink and Draw uh, Social Club. Drink and Draw Club Social Club of Spokane. <laughs> oh, um, sorry. It was, it was originally started by uh, Nate O'Brien, who does Lilac City Comic Con. Um, and we kind of, he had us take it over and keep managing it. Um, keep making art. Lots and lots of art. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well,. I think that's going to about wrap up the show, right? Eric? Yeah. Thank you so much for yeah. coming. It was yeah, a great conversation. Great. Yeah. yeah really so much cool that. stuff you two are doing. Uh, I think that's awesome. Advice yeah. and just your thoughts are really cool. So thanks again. Yeah, thanks thank for you. having us.